Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Wallace Chapman. Now, firstly, if you haven't heard, Lauren Ann Dickerson has been found guilty of murdering her three young children at their Timaru home. It took the eight women and four men just over 14 hours to reach the majority verdicts, 11 to 1, in Christchurch following a four-week trial. They did not find her insane at the time of the killings. You'll hear more on that, no doubt, at 5pm and on Checkpoint. Uh, with us this afternoon, we do have a Paula Penfold, investigative journalist uh, at with Stuff Circuit. Kia ora, Paula. Kia ora, Paula. And Simon Pound, a startup brand partner at Previously Unavailable and host of the Business is Boring podcast. But just to comment on this, Paula, uh, this has been followed uh, uh, very much, hasn't it, by the whole nation. Uh, what an extraordinary outcome and not a lot to say about it, uh, except that it's very distressing, isn't it, this case? It's been incredibly yeah. distressing. And I've been really feeling for those jury members, to be honest, watching and reading the coverage of this trial because they've had to sit there day in, day out. You know, we can tune in and tune out of that coverage as we see fit, but they have to listen to it all and it must have been horrific. And I see that jury members have been in tears with the announcement of that verdict and I I really feel for them doing their duty as citizens to have to sit something through something mm. so awful but also having to make that decision it was that must have been incredibly hard Simon that is such a good point to think of the jurors in that thing as, you know, it's a real privilege to, I mean, the first story I read about it, I found so upsetting that I just didn't want to read another thing. And so, yeah, what a what a horrific situation all around. Mm. Now, uh, on the panel today, we go to Australia and talk Matilda's ahead of tonight's semi-final. Coverage is wall-to-wall in Australia. Matilda's merchandise is apparently harder to come by than a Taylor Swift ticket. We talk about that. Also, National M. MP Salmon Ifundal says the quip about uh, his wife's grocery shopping is not sexist. I work 80-odd hours, he says. So what is the workload of an MP? That, of quarter past four. And we actually talk about jury trials today. When a jury trial might not be applicable, we talk about that. So with us, Paula Penfold and Simon Powell, I wanted to bring this up. Let's talk about a very cool idea, though. Many of you might relate to this, the behaviour of parents on junior sports games. This was a highlight uh, in the Herald, how a netball dad found his daughter's netball sideline behaviour actually quite toxic, including a parent barging into a netball huddle to berate a girl from the other team. Well, Central Bay of Plenty Junior Rugby has started what they call a sideline sheriff with the help of lollipops and pink vests. And with us is Association Referee Coordinator Rhys Uriata. Kia ora, Rhys. Kia ora, how's it going? I'm very well, thank you. This is not an issue confined to Bay of Plenty, eh? Um, many parents and kids will be able to relate to this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a, um, a sport problem across many codes. Um, I really feel for that dad because um, I watched my daughter play netball too and and just last weekend I had the same thing where a parent came up and started complaining about one of our girls playing. So, so I mean, it's just not restricted to rugby, it's, it's across all codes. So it's, it's something that we all need to deal with. Yeah, uh, we've got a panel here, uh, Rhys. Paula, I don't know if you've dealt with this at all before, but it's a, it's it's a, it's an issue. 
Sure is. When my kids were playing sport, I would see it um, far too frequently. So I um, respect for trying to do something about it. And it looks like it's making a difference already, yeah? Yeah, no, it definitely has um, this year. Um, and we've definitely seen the benefits of it already. Um, definitely a lot less complaints to deal with um, from previous seasons. So um, any positive uh, move that we can put in place, it's better for our kids and, and officials. So. Simon, the idea of a sideline sheriff, you've got the pink vest on, you've got lollipops, because the idea, Simon, is when you suck a lollipop, you can't talk. <laughs> is that why you keep giving me lollipops? Yeah. Uh, no, it's such, such a great intervention. Don't worry about Simon Reese. He shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's such a great intervention, and it's so it's it's a real international issue, right? Like, um, Michael Lewis, who's the great author of The Big Short and a bunch of, you know, great books like The Blind Side, he did a podcast series about the um, breakdown in civility towards coaches. And I think, you know, parents probably need as much coaching as kids do uh, for sports, seeing that, you know, there's all these adults acting like kids. Yeah. What will it involve there, Reese? What will the sideline sheriff idea involve? Tell us more about it. So the sideline sheriff is, um, well, basically we've, we've put the onus and the responsibility of controlling our parents back on their own parents. So um, instead of a referee asking guys to be quiet or, or managers who concentrate on the game and the kids, we've, we've actually left up to the parents. Because I know for myself, I'm more likely to listen to an auntie or an uncle within my own community and someone else just coming up and telling me to be quiet. So, um, so, so and, and that's where most of this um, sheriff idea has come about, is the fact that you're more inclined to listen to a respected member of, of the playing group over some someone just coming up and asking you to be quiet. So, I can relate to that, Paula. Oh, it, it's what Simon was just referencing, isn't it? It's kind of a, a, a microcosm, if you like, of this general lack of civility. It, I'm sure it wasn't like this when I was playing sport as a kid. And yet for the last, what, 10, 15 years, people are so angry and unable to control their anger even on their kids' sidelines. It's it's really sad, isn't it? Reese, Did you hear that, Reese? Oh, what's that? Sorry. Yeah, uh, Paula was just making the comment that um, you know when she was playing ten or fifteen years ago, um, she didn't. <laughs> a little think... bit longer ago than oh, that. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I was just well, saying that for the last ten or fifteen years, people have been so angry, and I wonder if it's you know why 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 it's a microcosm of the wider kind of mm. you know breakdown in civility, isn't it? And you're seeing it on the on the sidelines more than more than ever. Well, I find that. The parents are more interested in winning than what the kids are. Mm. So the parents take um, um, added investment into the kids playing. Um, and, I, and I think we're, that, that's where a lot of it kind of um, comes from. Is, that hyper they feel like They're the ones out there playing. They're the ones out there um, um, making the shots, but they're not. But they still... Bit yeah. of response on this, Reese. When my son was at primary school, I hated Saturday sport because the parents were revolting. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm a hockey umpire. We were able to carve the captain of the vocal sideline. Can I just say, though, as a bit of a positive, uh, I, I'm now involved in Little Ripper Rugby, and uh, the suburbs team uh, down near Newland Blockhouse Bay, I couldn't have found a more supportive and kind 
community atmosphere. And in fact, it's blown me away. Uh, I've seen nothing but kindness in grassroots rugby, uh, Reese. But this sounds like such a great idea, sideline sheriff. Do, could this be rolled out nationwide as an idea? You know, you've got your pink vest, you've got your lollipops at the ready. Here, let's go. Well, I can't see, um, see why not. We're, uh, we're hoping that it will um, extend beyond Central Bay of Plenty. Um, I mean, this year we've, we've asked for one t- uh, member of each team to wear the pink vest to walk around within their group and just say, hey, tone it down um, from time to time. But next year, hopefully we get some more funding and we're going to actually look at maybe doing two or three um, parents per team. So the more pink vests that are out there, people actually see it and actually take um, accountability for it too. So mm-hmm. I can't see, see why not. It, and it, it, just, it definitely makes people more aware that, that there are people out there actually, actually trying, trying to make a difference. Very, very good. Thank you very much, Reese, and all the very, very best. That's Association Referee Coordinator Reese Urata there on uh, sideline behaviour. Uh, and uh, yes, you'll be hearing more about uh, Lauren Dickerson, uh, that news uh, that came through. She's been found guilty of murdering her three young children at their Timaru home uh, at uh, top of the hour and also on checkpoint. But time for I've Been Thinking, Paula Penfold. I've been thinking about... <laughs> Reproductive rights, as one does. <laughs> um, it's something that I've reported on and written about a little bit, and I did again recently because I keep an eye on some of the sort of more fringe political aspirants and some of the more conspiracy-minded um, vocal groups. And a few of them have been talking about abortion recently. And at the same time, some of them have been talking about a, a a strategy to shift the Overton window, in other words, to, to to be vocal about a particular issue in an effort, you know, there's people outside politics, in an effort to make politicians, um, make it appear as though that there is a significant portion of the community that's interested in a particular issue, and then they'll get political buy-in that way. So you don't need to be a politician in order to to get an issue like this at the forefront of the public's minds necessarily. Some of those um, political aspirants who've been speaking about reproductive rights in New Zealand and abortion um, get the facts horrifically wrong. They say things are legal in New Zealand that are not. They talk about full-term abortions and they do some pretty horrific fear-mongering. And so what I've been thinking about and worrying about, frankly, is the fact that while it's unlikely to be an election issue this year, because, you know, let's face it, not many politicians actually want to talk about it because Mm. it's not a vote winner, (laughs) Um, you're likely to attract ire. Those of us who are interested in protecting reproductive rights, do need to keep an eye on this. Look at what happened with Roe v. Wade in 2022 in America. If a 50-year-old constitutional right can be wiped away just like that, then then the legislative progressive changes that have been made in New Zealand since 2019 are vulnerable to. Very good. Paula Penfold there. Uh, Simon Pound, I've been thinking. Yeah, I've been thinking about... The fact, you know, you see so much news at the moment um, about how everything's terrible and with an election year all the politicians are wanting to tell you how bad everything is. And it's just such a negative environment and it makes me think about how I've had this idea for a while that the news could use with a, 
a disclaimer, like the TV news, so not good long-form uh, content like uh, Paula Ron stuff <laughs> or, you know, Radio New Zealand, but, you know, the 30-second news stories that try to cover the big issues. And there's never been a better time to be alive on any single metric that you can think of. We are living better lives than any king or queen of history before the 20th century. You're... Children are more likely to, you know, make it through childbirth and life and you have better access to food and travel and health and uh, you're less likely to die of violence or, or have war. You know, we, we are like on any measure the luckiest people alive. And it would be kind of cool if the TV news started and said, hey, we're going to show you a bunch of pretty rough stuff. But we actually had to comb through hundreds of countries okay. and seven billion people. I want to ask that. that. That can be our question of the day. Uh, 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 just last year, uh, the UN said the world is on a highway to climate hell. They're approaching a tipping point, and here you are, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, on a psychological high, saying it's never been better. So let me ask you this. This can be our question of the day. There has never been a better time to be born than now. Yes or no? Two, one, zero, one. Simon Pound, Paula Penville with me this afternoon. Stay with us here on the panel. <laughs> 